Welcome to the Sunday edition of CNN Five Things. I'm David Rind. There is very little that all Americans can agree on these days. However, the pandemic has united many of us over one thing, that remote learning pretty much stinks. So as vaccines became available for adults and children over five, most schools across the country said, we're confident we have the tools to pull off in-person learning safely. We're going back into the classroom. Well, that was all before Omicron. Omicron is driving a big spread here. Uh, this it is a highly transmissible virus. It has With this incredibly contagious variant ripping through the population, some school districts have been grappling with that old question again. Keep going with in-person learning or send everybody back home to learn on Zoom. So let's spend five minutes with CNN's Omar Jimenez, who's based in Chicago, where we saw this struggle play out in a big, big way this week. Omar, what happened with Chicago public schools? So kids were on winter break. They're ready to come back to start this whole new school semester, thinking they're going to be in person, even as COVID cases are surging uh, in the local communities that we've seen. Hmm. And they do it for the first two days. But in the late hours of the second day, the Chicago Teachers Union put to their members a vote on whether they want to move all virtual. We've been failed by the mayor. We've been failed by the public health office. Uh, and teachers and the school staff have decided we have, we, the only thing that we get control is whether, is whether we go into the buildings. Because of the record levels of COVID cases we'd seen among students, staff, and the city as a whole over the past few weeks leading up to the return of school. And we're saying we want to teach and we want to do what's right for our students. And we are prepared to do that remotely. Well, the vote passed and the school district had said, well, if this passes, we're going to consider this a work stoppage because we would have to approve you going virtual. Breaking overnight, no school today in Chicago, no in-person classes, no remote instruction. The Chicago so they canceled class. I have to tell you, it feels like Groundhog Day that we are here again at this hour, almost 8 p.m., after everything that we've gone through over the last two years with the CTU leadership. Because they said, we can't guarantee teachers will be in their classrooms if we send you to school, mm -hmm. students, and the dispute began. This morning, school still out for more than 340,000 students in Chicago. This is the third day in a row after the district in Chicago. So what are the main issues that teachers and the teachers union have with the conditions in the classes? Well, the main issue is they just don't feel the current conditions in the classrooms are safe enough for them to return in person. Don't keep using us as sacrificial lambs, saying that it's safe to be in schools. It's not. It's not. We've still seen students and staff test positive for COVID. We've seen some staff members get seriously ill with at least one teaching assistant actually die, even though he had uh, other underlying conditions uh, as well and uh, was reportedly fully vaccinated. So what they want is they want more access to testing. My reaction is that I wished our mayor would listen to the Surgeon General and plan for all contingencies, um, meaning that testing, contact tracing and vaccination efforts by her administration have been an abject failure. They want more consistent access to good KN95 caliber masks. They want the vaccination rates among students to be higher than what it currently is. It's right around uh, about a third of the total student population, even though vaccination rates among teachers are higher. So mm. that's sort of the space that we're playing in right now. Again, this is not a strike. 
please don't have the parents out here thinking that we are against their children because we're not. The schools are safe. And Dr. Ordi has said that and will continue to say it. We know And the district, though, has maintained that things are safe. We have put in place mitigation measures, that the rate of transmission is higher outside of the classrooms as opposed to inside the classrooms. But again, it's trying to find the common ground between the two. And at least we know through the teachers union votes, they don't feel it's safe enough yet. Right. And of course, these concerns are not unique to Chicago at all. It's playing out all over the country. So what does the science say about having kids in classrooms right now? Well, we've heard from a variety of health officials at the federal, state and local levels in a lot of these jurisdictions on both sides of the political aisle. The safest place for children right now is in a school building. That's the safest place for them. Is it is safe to be in person in classrooms when proper mitigation techniques take place? That's proper ventilation. That's masking. That's distancing whenever possible. And they've all maintained commonly that transmission rates are usually higher outside of the classroom as opposed to inside of it. And that's what we've heard echoed from New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Your children are safer in school than any other place who has really been pushing to have students back in person and has even said we're in lockstep with the union over here and we're going to get our students back other districts have had a slightly different approach delaying in person until they get negative test results for some of these people we've seen that in los angeles for example atlanta choosing to push their the start of their in-person school year back a week just to make sure that Everything COVID-wise is under control. So we're seeing different strategies in place. But Chicago here, the third largest school district in the country, seems to be the biggest battleground when it comes to actually getting back in person because the union has voted we're not going to do it, at least for now. Right. So that's the back and forth between the teachers union and the school district. It's certainly important. But I I imagine for many parents, they're just pulling their hair out at having to do all this all over again. What are they telling you, Omar? Yeah, I've been talking to a lot of parents uh, over the course of this, and they are frustrated. Not only are we not going to go remote learning, now no one's in class right now at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you look at not only today, but maybe what this semester is going to look like moving forward, what is going through your head? It's, uh, It's devastating. It's devastating because we don't know how to plan out the next 24 hours, let alone the next 24 days, let alone the next six months. Mainly because... Chicago went through this same dynamic at around the same time last year, Hmm. and parents really just feel like they're being strung along. And it's not necessarily pointed at either side. They're not blaming the union. They're not blaming the school district. They're blaming them both. I mean, the initial note that class was canceled didn't come until 1130 at night, the night before school would have been canceled. So oh that added to this frustration. It's hard enough to find childcare as it is, but yeah. with, uh, with a note that late, that's almost impossible. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think parents are really, really fed up right now. They just want a solution. They just want to have a consistent message on what we should do with our kids. We're not, we're not going to sit on our hands on this. They don't get to say no to us on this. They have to reopen the schools immediately. This is not something they get to say no to us on. And it's the third dispute we've seen between the teachers union and Mayor Lightfoot since she's taken office in the last uh, three years. So we've had one every single school year 
Two of them have been because of COVID and all of them have led to either class cancellation or uh, at least a delay in classes. So I think a lot of parents also have a worry that their kids are falling behind and that each day can't be taken for granted just to figure out uh, a negotiation or potentially political posturing. Right. Omar Jimenez there in Chicago. Thanks so much for keeping track of it for us. Yeah, for sure. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Here's something else happening this week. We're going to see a big push this week from the White House on voting rights. On Tuesday, President Biden and Vice President Harris will travel to Georgia to make their pitch for new legislation. Senate Democrats have been under pressure to combat restrictive new voter laws passed in Republican-led states, but it doesn't appear they have full support from their own members to potentially change Senate rules to get around Republican opposition. We'll see if there's any movement on that front this week. The Sunday edition of CNN Five Things is produced by Paolo Ortiz and me, David Rind. Our production manager is Matt Dempsey. Our senior producer is Mohamed Darwish. Our supervising producer is Greg Peppers. And the executive producer of CNN Audio is Megan Marcus. Remember, the rest of our Five Things team will be with you all week long with the latest news. And if you enjoy this show, please, please leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help other people discover the show. And we just like hearing from you. All right, get on with your day. Have a good week. I'll talk to you later. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. This week on Chasing Life. Lately, we have been paying attention to a very different virus, bird flu, which is caused by the H5N1 virus. If you start to hear that it's circulating in pigs, that would be a concern. That means I would go from sleeping with one eye open to one and a half eyes open. Yeah, that would make me very concerned. Listen to Chasing Life wherever you get your podcasts.